The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh, and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you doing? I am well. Um, looking forward to Cubs tonight. I'm assistant Cub leader, so I do that every week, which is good fun. What about you? How are you doing? I'm, I'm very well. I have just taken Arthur for a walk up the woods, um, and now <laughs> hopefully I'm not going to sneeze in this podcast because I suffer very badly from um, hay fever. And I was speaking to my dad last night, and he was telling me that apparently um, the hay fever or pollen that's around at the moment is tree pollen. And he said to me, and I just moved out, he said he's not been here. And he said to me, do you live near any trees? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's about 5,000 of them behind the house. And I take the dog walking there every day. So, um, he is now, sorry, not my dad, Arthur is now lying on the couch beside me um, having his afternoon nap. I might I might join him after this. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks, Jax. Okay, today we'll have the pleasure of chatting with Zuzana Klaskova, who is the Learning and Development Manager for the newly merged the Property Institute. Prior to the merger, Zuzana was the Training and Events Administrator for the IRPM, and before that, she worked in property roles as an estate manager and a property manager. Hi, Susanna. Thanks very much for coming on today. How are you doing? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Good, 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 good. So your new role sounds like a bit of a promotion. Um, are you excited about it? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. It It, it is indeed a promotion um, that um, I'm very proud of. Uh, there is a lot of work ahead of me, but um, yeah, just bringing on. <laughs> good, good. So tell us a bit more about the new role. Um, how's it going so far? What's What's involved? Uh, so the new role, uh, basically, it's like a bridge uh, between the uh, qualifications and training. So qualifications being the formal um, courses with the uh, big exam at the end of it and uh, training being less formal and usually focused on a specific topic. So um, my role is to make sure that they connect and they um, complement each other. And uh, so I'll be working on development of our qualifications, updating them and changing them to make sure they they fit the market, they provide what our members need and also, you know, working on tra training, making sure that we deliver that as well to support our members. Okay, that's that. That's really interesting. So I just had to mute myself there because my dog decided to go mental. <laughs> I don't quite know what it was. I think he saw something out the window, or, or, um, or somebody else is moving around in the house. Um. So what are the so, so that's the that's the role. What are the plans for learning and development at TPI? Well, this uh, this merger is really 
big thing for us that will yeah. open the doors to uh, wider audiences for us and also will allow us to improve our offerings to to our members on both sides so um one thing uh you will be interested in is our brand new uh, factoring qualifications uh-huh. that we launched uh last year so that's something that's already happened uh and we uh, have a few candidates who's already been through the course and passed the final exam and the feedback was very very positive so we are very proud of that because that's been long time coming few years in development uh, we had uh, scottish academics um who wrote it for us and it was all overseen by our scottish working group so it's you know perfectly built for uh, for our Sc- scottish members um so that's one thing we're proud of that we've already done and what's ahead is um we are updating our syllabi for the leasehold uh, qualifications at level three and four. Um, as a result of that, we will be um, updating and amending our course materials and also creating brand new course for the level four leasehold um, qualification. So that's one big chunk of work that we are focusing on at the moment and is the prime thing for this year. And then um, it will be, I guess, the more niche uh, qualifications for you know smaller sectors within the housing market like uh, retirement or, or students accommodation. And then is the training. So it's looking at ARMA offering and hours and see how we can connect the two, how we can make it accessible to our members, our individuals, individual members, property managers, and yeah, what what we can do to make it better. So a lot of work ahead. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. I'm just picking up on the, your new Scott, the new factoring um, qualification mm-hmm. for Scotland. I've heard a lot about that actually, and um, and in fact, I know, I, I know a couple of people good. have gone through it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Nick Nick Mail, who's the president of PMAS, probably my yeah. association Scotland, spoke about it on when we when we interviewed him on the podcast as well. Um, and in fact, um, our professional services director in CPL wants our training and support people to go through the qualification as well so i mean whilst we will not use Mm. you know we're not managing property it would be really good for our um our team who are interacting with our clients um who 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 are qualified or do this job every day it would be useful then to to kind of go through the qualification and understand i guess a day in the life of a property manager yeah. yeah, that's that's absolutely, yeah, that's brilliant idea because, yeah, you want to understand people who you're talking to and the, and the course is really wide and it covers loads of different topics connected yeah. to the factoring. So I think it will be applicable for more than just those who are looking after the properties because it looks at health and safety, it looks at um, the the history of proper property factoring uh-huh. and uh yeah so yeah great news that you are also looking at it 
Yeah, yeah, no, very, very much so. Um, mm. So um, we've had um, or have been having a lot of conversations about the need for educating owners mm. um, and tenants possibly about the role of property managers. Um, do you think that's the case in England? And if so, what do you think the solution is? Uh, well, as a um, ex-property manager, I'm really passionate about this because I think it's it's very important, if not a key, <laughs> especially in the leasehold setting because it's so complex. Uh-huh. And um, the role of the managing agents or property manager isn't always understood or the, or the role of, of the freeholder isn't always understood. So educating the owners would, you know, it will be beneficial for them as well. It will, it will empower them. They will understand what they're getting into when they buy in a leasehold property. Um, and on the other side, uh, property managers and, and factors as well um, in Scotland are having really difficult times at the moment with the cladding crisis and, you know, everything that um, it brought. Um, so if the owners, the leaseholders understood the role of the property manager, if they understood how leasehold works, it will make it much easier for everyone involved. You know, the, the conversations will be different. The tension hopefully will be less and and what's the solution i think i think there are few parties that play a role in bringing solutions to this uh, and uh, i would say that solicitors are the first point of contact for people buying leasehold property so they have their role explaining to them you know what what the leasehold is what what's what's their rights, responsibilities, what is service charge, why why they are required to pay for pay that and what it includes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I bought property myself and I didn't need to have that conversation, but nobody asked me, nobody tried to explain. Um, so I think um, solicitors would be the first one um, to bring um as part of the solution. And then it would be the managing agents and the property managers themselves. They could have like educational um, documents or or they could signpost their clients and customers um, to resources that would educate them. They could provide them with materials. Um, And then it would be third-party institutions like us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think our role would be very important in that as well, because very often a property manager might try to uh, explain or educate their um, clients and customers, but, you know, they won't listen because uh, they are the bad guys who might try to trick them into <laughs> into something. So, if they had independent uh, place to go to for information, I think that would be that would be great. And uh, it's conversation we, we've already started at TPI. <laughs> Need to get used to saying that. 
Um, and um, so we already have a page uh, for uh, directors, residence management companies, directors or, or leaseholders. It's uh, still very brief, but it's something um, we will we will build on and we should definitely build on. And I would be uh, pushing that or championing that. Uh, and also Arma have, uh, has a course uh, for um, leaseholders or um, residence management companies, directors. So so there are resources available. There are things happening, but there is still a lot of educating that needs to happen. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that, that, that's, really, that's really interesting, actually, because one of the things that come, has come out of the um, previous podcasts we've done with um, kind of leaders in, in, in management companies um, that we've spoken to is one perception of who they are and kind of changing that perception of, 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 of who a factor is and, and what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also the education as well of the, mm-hmm. of, the, um, um, of, of the people buying into, into that property. I can't remember um, who it was that when we did a podcast with, but they, but they said that two areas of, of people that they really struggle with um, are first-time buyers and people who are downsizing because mm-hmm. these, these people have never heard of a property factor or a, or a, 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 a block manager or property manager, whatever you want to call it, um, mm. um, before because they've never had any need to, to live in that kind of world, mm. you know. Um, and so actually it can come as a bit of a shock. And what you say about, you know, the solicitor is there to mm-hmm. effectively transact the purchase or the conveyance of the property. I guess they're not really there to advise on, um, leasehold. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a solicitor, and I, I don't understand that part of the conveyancing process. But, but yeah, there certainly seems to be a there needs to be a point somewhere where someone understands the ramifications of mm. of, of of purchasing a house that has a um, is as either a leaseholder or a or a, um, um, a, an owner occupier that has common areas in Scotland. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree that solicitors have their you know specific role to carry out the legal uh, transaction but also you know they are they are solicitors who knows better about leasehold law than solicitors I guess um so you know they could do more I think um but yeah definitely and I what, what we see and what we uh, the feedback we receive from uh, pro- property managers is there seems to be divide between them and us you know that the two sides of uh, are being created and and doesn't trust each other and is suspicious um so and and that's that's not going to help anybody um you know i think they are all trying to achieve the same thing for example you know make the building safe for example make the building maintain um so yeah, I think better understanding would make things better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think the industry needs more qualification options? Um, are there enough kind of, I guess, entry level qualifications? And there is there some kind of um, view on continuing professional development? Um, well, as as far as I'm aware, it's only 
IRPM who offers the specific qualification for um, property managers in England. Um, um, I guess there is room for more. Uh, I think we are doing fine. (laughs) Um, At the moment, we're not asking for competition, but um, I think it's inevitable that that it will happen, especially if uh, the qualifications become... um, compulsory there will you know more players will enter this uh, market Um, and I think it will be good you know it will um, I think it's good for um, customers to have uh, more choice and it will drive us to to be better to deliver you know better products um, if they need to be improved um, so yeah competition is good mm-hmm. I think I think so you know we talked about touch on solicitors earlier you know solicitors surveyors all these sort of people they have to do their kind of CPD per year and the professional yeah. development every year so um, I guess if it does become compulsory that people need to do these qualifications then CPD would become a, an obvious part of that beyond that yeah. as well so yeah. Yes. Def- I, that that's the plan. That CPD will become compulsory yeah. as well. Um, and again, that would be a good thing because, especially in the in the housing um, sector, things change very often. You know, it could be um, anything connected with legal um, um, issues, finance, health and safety. You know, contractors uh, monitoring, or it could be loads of different things that affect property management so um cpd is is crucial is important um but i think there are loads of opportunities for um property professionals to access cpd we have free cpd courses for our members Uh on the website that you know, they can access any day and night with internet connection. And I think it's similar for other um, institution, institutions. Uh, there are many events taking place um, uh, during the year. Um, and I think property manager's job is one long CPD because there's yeah. always something new uh-huh. happening that, you know, you have to research or study or you know find out about so uh you know it's never hurts to have more cpd but i yeah i think there is plenty to to access at the moment already okay cool um so last of my questions for you before jack gets on to her so um what do you think the most important qualities are for a successful property manager (laughs) um First, I'll say that it, it is a fantastic job. <laughs> I left it a few years ago, but it is a fantastic job. There is um, just so much you can learn. Um, you know, it, it it gave me so much knowledge and experience, and um, you know, for my for my uh, own personal life as well. Um, but it's not for everyone. Um, I think what what you need to have to be successful property manager is uh, thick skinned resilience, um, because um, you come up 
against loads of different issues, the the workload is usually uh, heavy. And um, unfortunately, you know, not everyone uses the kindest words, um, either in in writing or or in spoken language. Um, And then um, you need to be able to prioritize to, you know, to you start your day with with a plan and then something happens and your plan goes out of the window and you need to change your priorities for the day and you need to have very good people skills you need to be able to stick to your word if you say something you will do you need to do it and if not you need to communicate it to your clients and customers um and that's the way you will earn their trust as well. And that's, I think, one of the most important things for uh, for a property manager is to be able to gain um, your clients or customers' trust. So, you know, you can have good relationship with them and then you can achieve something without, you know, tearing your hair out. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's great. That's that's really useful. That's been really useful. Thank you. So, Jax, Jax, over to you for um, for your three quirky questions and your and your laptop that's about to fly out the window. <laughs> um, thanks, Susanna. So, at the end of the podcast, we ask all our guests three quirky questions, and the first one is: What's your biggest failure across your entire career, and what did you learn from it? Um. Well, thank you for giving me a heads up on this one <laughs> because uh, it, I, I did have to think about it. But I think uh, the, the one, I, I don't know if it was my biggest failure, but it was the first one that happened at the beginning of my property management career. And um, uh, I uh, managed block at the time. It was a small block with under, underground car park and there was water leaking into the car park. And I met with a contractor on site and they suggested a solution. And I was, you know, inexperienced, knew nothing about buildings or very little. And I thought, okay, well, you know, they've done this before. I'm sure they know what they're talking about. Um, let's just go with that, what they're saying. And, uh, but there was that niggling feeling at the back of my mind thinking, oh, I don't know if it's right. Um, and then they went ahead with the job and they did it. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? This is not going to work. And I was terrified because I spent money uh, of, um, uh, you know, that didn't belong to me. Um, it wasn't much. It was, I think, around £1,000. Well, still a lot. Um, and I was just terrified what I'm going to do. And I spent a weekend worrying about it. And I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll just have to pay for it. And on Monday, I went to see my boss and I explained what happened. And I was, I, I, I'll just, I told him, I'll, I'll pay back for it. I'll pay back. And uh, so he's, he spoke to me and um, he said, well, why don't you just bring the contractors back and um, get them do this or that and it will it will fix the problem, it will be fine. And I did that and it was fine. Um, and my, my lesson from that was, you know, 
just because I don't have years of experience, it doesn't mean that I can't, you know, speak to the contractor and tell them, no, you are wrong. I don't think this is going to work. We need to do something. Yeah. And that stayed with me, you know, throughout my property management life. So, yeah, but it was a painful lesson. I tell you, I remember this weekend forever, I think. <laughs> that was a nice level by the sounds of it. Yes. <laughs> cool, thank you. Um, so the next question is, if you ruled the world for a day, Susanna, what would you do? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to give the obvious answer to this one because I'm in Slovakia at the moment and Ukraine is just to the east of us. So it will be the world peace I'll, I'll order if if I rule the world um, and just stop everyone behaving silly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool, thank you. And the final question um, is, when you're 70 and look back at your life, what will, be, what will you be glad you did or feel proud of, either something you've done already or something that you still want to achieve? Um... I think on a personal level, I will be proud of myself for um, managing to establish myself in a completely foreign country. I know that millions done it, but um, when when I when I moved, I I wasn't sure whether I would be able to. So I'm I'm very proud of what I've achieved, and uh, on a professional level. I always looked for a job, and this is going to sound cheesy, I'm sorry, <laughs> where there will be, you know, something left behind me. Uh, my very first job was a receptionist, and, you know, nothing to do with But I need something uh, tangible to to leave behind so that was property management for me and now it is my uh, learning and development um, job where you know I could create uh, things qualifications and training that will make somebody somebody's lives better yeah excellent cool so how long have you you've been living in London uh, I moved in uh, 2005 so oh wow Yes, you really have settled in then. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you, Brian. Well, Susanna, thank you so much for, for, for coming on there. That's been really, really interesting. Tell us about the course and everything. If anyone wants to get in touch with you about the um, about the courses available, how would they do that? Uh, well, um, they could email us on our um, email, info at irpm.org.uk. Okay. They can uh, refer to me, and uh, and the e the email will be passed on to me. So I guess that's the easiest way. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you.